Welcome to Fate's Wide Wheel, a Quantum Leap podcast with Sam and Dennis. We are coming to you from our top secret headquarters at Project Quantum Leap, but you can find us online at fwwquantumleappod.com or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Fate's Wide Wheel. And please do us a favor by hitting the subscribe button on iTunes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Fate's Wide Wheel. Top secret project in Chicago. I mean, quantum. I don't know. Anyway, uh, here we are. Here um, we are. So yeah, uh, Dennis, do you want to introduce our special guest this week? Uh, yes, our guest this week is uh, Kathleen Gibson. I always mean to ask our special guests like how you would like to be introduced, oh. especially entertainers. Like if you have any yeah. a, any gigs or anything coming up that you want to promote. Unfortunately, no. Wait, <laughs> do I? What do I have? No, I <laughs> I do like seven thousand things. I'm a music director. I've oh, been nice. doing a lot of that lately um and i'm an improviser and i do musical theater so nothing immediately coming up i'm with a group chico's chops we do like cabaret style improv and my friend dresses in drag and we're just like ladies who work at a chico's who wrote musicals in the 80s it's a lot of fun ah, that sounds awesome. and then we're like oh you guys know our hits what was that musical and then we improvise songs from oh, our musicals that is um, Musical improv is such a talent that I did yeah. not take the time to cultivate when I was an improviser. Yeah. It's so fun. It's my yeah. favorite. Oh, and I'm in Baby Wants Candy. Duh, you can come see Baby Wants Candy Saturdays at Second City. Well, there's there's music, music improv. That's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I'm a huge deal. You're welcome. I'm like, that we was great. That was like, your presence. that was like one of the first shows that I saw when I got to oh, Chicago four really? years ago. And that nice. I really, I, when they were, uh, I saw them when they were still part of IO. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it's my favorite show to do in Chicago. It's so fun. There's a full band and it's a fully improvised musical. We get a title of the mm-hmm. show and then we just go and play, and I play in the band as well so I, I'm on stage and off Heck yeah, yeah that sounds is, awesome so it's like yeah. and it's I won't say it's equally as fun because I like performing more okay. but it's still so like leading a band and like oh absolutely you know a f- drummer and our drummer Kristen is amazing sometimes there's another one it's usually Chris he's the best we have a handful of really good guitarists so the band is always killer the cat it's just fun at Second City? Now we're at Second City in, um, sometimes we're in the Beat Lounge, and sometimes we're in the Skybox. But they are the best, and I love doing it. Fantastic. Yeah. You know, I, I, I have a couple of excuses. I, I Unfortunately, Jess and I haven't been to Second City in far too long, so yeah. now I have some good reasons to yeah. get my butt over there. Get back there. If you're yeah. lucky, I'll come up Oh. Ooh. Just watch out. Save you that <laughs> right. $12. Is it a late night show or is it a primetime show? No, it's like nine, I think. They just switched the schedules in some of the smaller theaters because they used to all have the shows all at nine. Mm-hmm. Like it was 7.30, 9.00, And now they've staggered them so that the house staff can get their heads together. Awesome. One of my most uh, commercially successful, not artistically successful, uh, shows were in Donnie Skybox. Yeah. And my first year in the city. And it just, because we were like Saturday night, 9 yeah. o'clock. The show was not great, but the, but main, but, 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 but the main stage and ETC were constantly selling out. So, so out of town tourists, they wanted to see a quote second city show. Yeah. They got Funnel funneled. Man, yeah. They got yeah. funneled to us. And, and the new Skybox is amazing. They revamped it. So it's yeah. like. It looks like a smaller main stage. Okay. It's cool. Awesome. Fantastic. And so to bring us around, Kathleen, how many episodes of Quantum Leap have you seen? One. (gasps) 
Just this one. <laughs> and speaking of which, the episode is Thou Shalt Not, uh, which was written by Tammy Adder um, and directed by Randy Roberts. It originally aired on November the 16th, 1989. Uh, our leap date is February the 2nd, 1974, uh, and Sam has leapt into David Bosch, um, and who, uh, who is a rabbi. And yes. gives us one of the more classic oh boy moments in the uh, series. Yes, yes. Oy Bay, I'm the rabbi. rabbi. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the TV guide description, like we do, uh, Sam leaps into a rabbi's life and must prevent his sister-in-law from having an affair that would break up his brother's fragile family. Fragile family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even the TV guy. I just want to say this right off the bat. I think the TV guy description does a good job of setting this up, honestly, too. This episode feels very much like a melodrama to me, and I don't yeah. mean that in a bad way, though. No. Like, it's really well done. Mm-hmm. I was really well like this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 have, I have strong memories of this episode from when I watched it the first time around, seen it in repeats, etc. Um, I probably have seen it a number of times, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I would say like four or five times at least, if not more. Um, I really like it. I, I like I like the acting. I like the writing. I like the direction. There's some shots in this episode where I'm just sort of like, man, you were going a little bit yeah. above and beyond. Like even the like the lighting palette, I was yeah. like, they're really kind of like stepping up their game in a couple of these scenes. So, mm-hmm. so there you have it. That's 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 all I'm going to say. That's the setup there. for now. And, and for, <laughs> for, for you, Kathleen, who has never seen an episode yeah. before, like the, the the one of the gimmicks of the show is that when Sam leaps in, he always says, "Oh boy." Yes. So this time it's. Well, that was my favorite thing. Is it's like, it's like when you're in an improv scene, and it's like, okay, we're it's Jewish. Let me think of the four things I know about Jewish people, and then say them in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Like we're immediately we get an oy vey, and then we get oh, you'll finish the knishes, and then they literally mention knishes like three times. Because yes, Mm -hmm. any other Jewish food? Can't think of it now. That's it. Matzah, maybe? No, I don't think... But it's like, they think of, like... it. I don't know if the author is a chosen person or not, but it felt like... It was like, here's the six things I know about Judaism. Let's mm-hmm. put them all in a row. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, that's that seems creepy to, like... To try and find out someone's exactly. religious. Like, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I was looking up the writer... Uh, I'm sure some of that... I mean, like, you know, all the... The Hebrew seemed correct. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I am not chosen, so I don't know. But I mean, to me, it's like yeah, because I was like trying to like how much do I want to dive into like how much that they have accurate about this? Yeah, and it, it seemed it seemed like I the know, important stuff was, but it was like let's harp on this theme with the four things uh, that, that that yes <laughs> right. that, that we have that we know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Looking up the the writer here, Tammy Adder. She was creator of a, of a Whoopi Goldberg uh, Strong Medicine. On the Lifetime there. Network. Oh yeah. Her credits include Dawson's Creek and The Wonder Years. Yeah. Yeah. She did some stuff on the Commission and Thirty Something as well. Good for Ooh. Her. Party of Five. She wrote about five episodes I of that. I love Party of Five. Oh. She also it looks like did uh, about ten episodes or so of Sisters. Um, which is is one of those shows that doesn't have like a super big right. following, mm. but I thought that show was just great. Is that a Swoozie Kurtz vehicle? She was indeed mm. in that. Yes! I, I just pulled that out of my butt. Oh. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, you don't get to say Swoozy Kurtz vehicle very often. No, you really, you really <laughs> don't. Well, tag but that. we need more Swoozy Kurtz yeah. vehicles, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Well, it's funny, too, because oddly enough, though, the person that kind of hit it big out of that show would have been Celia Ward. Like, she was the one that got all the nominations, yeah. all the hype, all the, like, she was sort mm-hmm. of like... Yeah, you know the the chosen one, if you will. Um, anyway, speaking of the chosen one, right? Um, sorry, there's a little background noise there, folks. Our top secret headquarters are located close enough to the street um, <laughs> in Chicago. So bat mitzvah uh, yeah. is occurring, and uh, it's it's uh, Sam's the the person he's leapt into his niece. Uh-huh. This opening shot, one of the things that I really love about this is that we get in the sequence of shots rather mm-hmm. this. It, a story told to us without a lot of details, but it's there. Yeah. And we see mom and dad in the front pew, uh-huh. and mom is so excited. Dad looks just vacant. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Daughter slash niece just kind of vacant, numb as well. Mm-hmm. Like, just sort of like, okay, this is happening. You know, looking at her parents, they're looking at her, you know, and it's just sort of like, okay, something's going on yeah. here. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's some sort yeah. of issue. They're they're in pain. They're so, and it's just really, really, really nicely done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, then we get that one-two punch with the comedic moment with Sam, yeah. you know, the o- Oyve uh-huh. moment. Yeah. Um, and we also get... Set up really yeah. nicely. Uh, we also get a mirror shot mm-hmm. where, where we see that, uh, yeah, the person leaped into David... We haven't met Joe yet, but yes, it is very clear that him and Joe are brothers. Yeah. Like they yeah. a couple different actors, like they resemble each other. Mm-hmm. And we get uh, John J. Reiner is, is playing the mirror image, and then James Satorius plays uh, the brother, Brother Joe. Um, Lindsay Fisher plays the daughter. She did a run on Roseanne for a while, actually. Um, yeah, I remember her from Roseanne um, as Dana. But anyway, uh, and then uh, the wife played by... Terry Hanauer. Um, I don't have anything else right now queued up. I just wanted to get those names out there, put them out there, <laughs> like, 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 like we do. Uh, and then we then we launch into the opening sequence, and then we come back. We are at the uh, the dinner, I, I guess after yeah. after the ceremony, yeah, yeah. The reception, sort the of reception, yeah. yes. And that is such a fellowship hall. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the the partition, the, yeah. yeah, everything, yeah. Um, and luckily, you know, Al arrives just in time to help Sam get through the breaking of the bread. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he feeds him the, the what to say, yeah. how to say mm-hmm. it, uh, and then goes on to tell him, of course, that it was his fourth, no, third wife, uh, <laughs> Ruth, who was who was Jewish. And so he, you know, learned all of this from her. Um, so I, I will stop and ask Kathleen, uh-huh. like, because we haven't gotten to a point... There's a certain point in the series where they, they have an opening narration sequence that they set up. They set yeah. up everything really well, including who Al is. But at right. this point in the series, they haven't done that yet. So Al just pops out of nowhere. Yeah. Didn't know who he was. Was thrilled with his metallic accent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> time. I loved the casual cigar smoking. I liked that he was like... Central casting. Like, yeah, I'm going to tell you the... Oh, my third watch. Like, he was so schmackty, but... It, but it seemed also genuine in a way, which yeah. I love. Yes. Um, yeah. But and I also, what is the device called that helps? Oh, the the, the hand, hand link. link. The yeah. hand link for like it looks like an iPhone. So oh I yeah, like, yeah. I was like, oh, nothing to see. Oh wait, this right. was before that existed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Which he has a great moment with it, actually, where when he starts talking about what year it is, and mm-hmm. he's like, year 5,000. And he's yeah, like, yeah. oh, Ziggy's doing it. Jewish, Jewish, Jewish calendar. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Uh, he's using an iPhone that's being throttled because it's time to upgrade. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Although <laughs> they'll replace your batteries for a lower cost. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, no. Loved him. Didn't, like, know who he was, but didn't need to. Like, got the gist of, like, oh, he's like. The guy, you know, like he's the uh, his little companion kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. sending him off on places, but um, yeah, he was great. He's great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just curious. Yeah, because yeah, I realized, like, at this point in the series, like, like so the oh, opening no. narration, they don't set up no. who Al is. Didn't know who right? he was. Still don't really know who he is, but was thrilled to have him. That's awesome. That's awesome. And his function in the show. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't. Don't care, you know. I mean, I do yeah. care. Like, I, I'm, at some point, I'm sure I'll get his backstory and stuff. But I was like, at this point, I understand why you are here, and I like your tie, and I'm good to go. Fantastic. I, you know, that makes total sense. It's so interesting <laughs> hearing it that way because you know, it's just a given for for us, obviously. Yeah. I mean, watch the show so much, no. but yeah, mm-hmm. it's like you're right. It's like it doesn't. It, he he serves his purpose, so yeah. the rest of it doesn't matter as much. No. Yeah. yeah. It was interesting because there was one line that drops out. I think it is in this first scene where he's like. Uh, Ogling all of the food, and he's yeah, like, "I wish a ho- I wish a hologram yeah, could yeah, eat." Yeah. And it, it, not just this line, but there are other lines in other episodes where the writing insinuates that he's not a real person, right? Mm. Uh, but the fact is, like, he is a real person, yeah. standing in a room in the future that's being projected Ew, back yeah, yeah. into the past. Yeah. But, but sometimes, even his own dialogue suggests he's not a real flesh and blood yeah, person. Yeah, because I was getting more. He's, he's just not a flesh and blood person in that in, time. In that time. Oh. Right, right. Yeah. You know, that's fascinating because now all of a sudden I'm thinking about like the alternate quantum leap where like the Al hologram is like an AI. Like it's not like it's not a real person. Like mm-hmm. I, I hope that never happens, but yeah. but but it is interesting to kind of think that what if somebody did watch it and they didn't realize that it was a human being For in sure. the future? Uh well I, re- I, I didn't. Yeah. Right. Well, I was getting more like guardian angel type vibe. Which uh, is okay. my whole vibe. My whole vibe of the show too is just like Doctor Who with Touched by an Angel and the same. Yes, yeah, we yeah we've called it sci-fi Touched by an Angel, yeah, sci-fi like, Highway to Heaven, Della Reese yeah. and the TARDIS. Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. That yeah, because uh, yeah, because I have watched it with other people before who think like Hal is a ghost. Yeah, or, or, or something, or something along that line. Sure. And, and to, more to your point of talking about, like in any future iteration of the show, if Al is just some kind of AI. Uh-huh. Uh, so there's a fan-made movie that was made back in 2009. Called a leap to die for, oh boy. where he leaps into where he thinks he's trying to prevent Princess Di Diana's uh, death. <laughs> but one of the the, the sub stories of this fan made movie is that they have mothballed the project, and so Al is AI. So so there's this one scene where 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 Sam is talking to Al, but Al is just giving like like very basic rudimentary yeah. information, and Al crashes, and Al crashing literally just like in mid air pops up like a Windows crashing yeah. screen. Oh lord! Anyway, oh, God. so let's dive into the to the meat of the episode here. Yeah. So um, we. You know, the interesting thing is is that some of the little details that we get, uh, again, there's there's some sort of friction here, some sort of issue, you know, even in the marriage. You know, Joe does not want to dance, for instance. Mm-hmm. We meet, uh, 
creepy Bob Ross sexual predator. Uh, Bert, yeah. yes. Yeah. Bert Glassinger, yes. Funny story there, Russ Tamblin and Dean Stockwell, who plays Al uh, in real life, were really good friends, very close oh, friends. Oh, that's Amber Tamblin's dad, right? Sure is. In fact, there was a time when Dean Stockwell, Russ Tamblin, and um, uh, uh, Dennis Hopper and Neil Young all used to hang out together. They were like four, like they were just super tight. They they, they were like uh, the, the something Canyon crew, Yellow Canyon crew or something like <laughs> that. They actually even had a name. And they spent like a good portion of like the late 60s, you know, early mid 70s, just, you know, hanging out, forming this friendship. And uh, and yeah, and Amber Tamblin actually, it's funny because I she did a podcast with Mark Maron not too long ago and she talks a lot about how they were basically like all her like godfathers. Huh. Like her godfathers were like Dennis Hopper and Neil Young and Dean Stockwell. And it's like, Oh my god. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um so yeah, Russ Tamblin uh, uh good friends with him and you know Russ Tamblin is is actually you know uh, not at all luckily like Burt Glasserman cuz Burt okay. Glasserman Real is yeah. Dick. But like yeah. I love you call him like a creepy bald uh, Bob Ross. Yeah. Because yeah. That, he jumped out. I mean, of course, uh, Betsy and I, my wife, like, we've been watching more episodes of Bob Ross on Netflix because <laughs> you can actually watch those. Like, we just need to mellow yes. out. Like, like last night, for example, we watched an episode of Black Mirror, mm-hmm. which, if you haven't seen that, that. No, I can't. Uh, it, it is just a really dark show. And this one that we watched last night was this, an especially, like, cringeworthy, just yeah. really dark. Yeah. Episode and we so like afterwards like race. like we just need we just need a palate cleanser so we turned mm-hmm. on Bob palate ah <laughs> I, didn't, I, I wasn't even I wasn't even trying you know the dad jokes come built in yeah. uh, uh, so yeah so we were watching some yeah. some Bob Ross I love watching uh, Bob Ross with my wife because at least once an episode Bob will do something and she'll be like you fucked it up. <laughs> Now yeah, fix, it. fix it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, he does. He does, uh, and, he, and he's so he's just so nice about. It. Oh, that's just a happy yeah. mistake. Yeah. Well, you know. So to bring around a creep, have you, have you seen the meme on on that goes around on Facebook? It's like you know Bob Ross, and the and the question is, what if Bob Ross was a serial killer? And he was painting all the places he hid the bodies. Oh, uh, no, don't do that. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Especially like now that we're like all of our childhood heroes oh, are right. turning out to be yeah. creepy. They all like, don't yes. even bring that on Bob. We need him. We do. We need somebody. We need somebody. Because now I'm yes. like, doesn't shock me. Yeah, yeah, right. Shock me. It's like it's like if, if the report came out that that was true, I'd be, I'd like, be like, well, you know, you know, you know to to that point, like more tangent. Uh, so it was about a month ago, Jim Neighbors passed away, mm-hmm. the actor who played uh, Gomer Pyle. Gomer Pyle. Mm-hmm. And like when I saw the headline on my trending news feed, uh, I just saw Jim Neighbors, known as Gomer Pyle, and like, oh, dot, no. dot, dot, and you had to click on it to see what happened. And, and it, 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 said, it, it said, I had the thought, please be dead and not a sexual predator. Please yeah. be dead and not a sexual predator. Yeah, and he had passed away. Yeah. No, yeah. he he and his husband actually though had been married for like a really long. Oh God, time. yeah, like he, yeah, yeah. Like he was, you know, the funny thing is, is he was kind of out at a time when nobody was really out, and yeah. he got and 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 he he and his uh, partner, you know, ended up getting married at a time when, well, I guess technically, the the government would have recognized them as being yeah. married, but mm-hmm. they recognized themselves as being married like long time, well, like 30, 40 years or something crazy yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. But anyway, so know. creepy Bob Ross, yes, Bert, Bert yeah. Glasserman, Bert Glasserman, um, and and uh, you you get a scene where some of the female guests are discussing like the quantum like Piccadilly ladies. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jewish Piccadilly ladies. Like, a little, 
Oh, and he's and it's like every church has them. Every synagogue has like that's mm-hmm. always like oh and music. And there's one of them is like the slutty one. Right. And they're yeah. like yeah. oh, and it's like oh, I went out with him. And it's just I don't know why I did that accent. I don't know that that's the accent that they use. But that's fine. Right. Yeah, it's a good right. Yeah. Oh, widowed. It's such a shame. Oh, and that family, mm-hmm. they're all gossiping. Yeah, yeah, and that's where you find out that yeah, yeah. that Bird apparently is a widower, and like yeah. you know his wife has died. But you also get the sense that maybe like. He's been, you know, visiting other women, if you yeah. will. Well, like, especially, you know. I, I can't remember her name, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I can't think of her name right the, now either. The, like, central casting, like, slutty one? The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the shorthand slutty one. <laughs> but it, it's interesting, uh, like, watching the episode, like, when Sam sits down at the table with her, like, the other ladies... Yeah. Like they, like, they do a weird... Like, like they're not just leaving because it's time to move on. No. Like, they're, like, they're leaving to leave them Not alone. alone. Which at first like made me think like is is, is she trying to bang the rabbi? Yeah, well, right. well, my first thought was like is is David the character that Sam leaped into? Is he kind of the ladies? Right, man? is that yeah. what they were expecting? Yeah. But yeah, but now that I, I think about it, it's like were the ladies leaving because they thought that she was going to start playing her moves on? I think so. I mean, I don't know, but I was those ladies were a real treat. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and we also get the info from Al that, you know, Sam is, is here to stop Irene yeah. from having a one-night stand. And Al has lied about, like, well, what's so bad about having a good old-fashioned one-night stand? Yeah. 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 I also love that throughout the episode, they never I don't think they ever said sex. Oh. Like, they kept ah. saying, like, one-night stand or, like... The affair. The or, affair. They would call it an affair or... Uh, there's, like... Actually, I'm jumping a little bit ahead, but when right. Al is talking to him about... Um, they have, like, a really poignant discussion about fidelity and, like, if monogamy is... Like, it's right. a very ahead-of-its-time talk about, like, is monogamy the default answer and is it right for everyone and blah, blah, blah. And he calls it socializing. He's like, you know, men, they yeah. need yeah. to socialize. socialize. And when you gotta socialize... Like, mm-hmm. the whole episode, they kept thinking of every way that they could not say the word sex. It's funny it's because, like, they're not squeamish about saying that word in other episodes. Yeah, so it's I not... swear they didn't say... I mean, they might have yeah. said it once or twice, but they kept calling it a fair, a one-night yeah. stand. And we all know it. Like, adults know what they're talking about, but... Yeah. Well, even... Actually, though, it is funny, because now that you're mentioning this, Kathleen, there is an episode earlier on in the season where uh, Al has the one of the the more famous lines of, you know, I've loved every woman I've ever slept with. But he says... At the time I slept with them. At the time I slept with them. But he he specifically says slept with as opposed to, I've loved all the women I've had sex with. Yeah. You know, and and so, like, I, yeah. But you're right, they're not squeamish usually about using, no. But it is interesting that you're right, in this episode it's not like, it's like she has sex with somebody else. My mom used to hate, she uh, didn't want me watching Friends because she (laughs) said, she would say, they're just always hopping into bed with each other, just hopping into bed. So she calls it hopping into bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, yes, yes. It's funny because my grandmother, uh, uh, who is uh, in her early nineties now, um, she uh, she never had any problems say the word like sex, like because mm-hmm. she she had similar opinions on the show. Yeah, but she would have just been like, I just don't, I just don't like all the sex. There's just, yeah, you know, I just like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hey, Grandma, you know, yeah. she tried to have like one of the talks with me one time on a plane. Oh, I was like oh, ten years you old. Can't move. Yeah, That's exactly. Why I like, you're a captain. I've heard yeah. of parents being like, "I took the kids and we, I put them in the car and we drove to a faraway Costco for me to buy them condoms, and I had the talk there because they couldn't move. Wow, <laughs> they were strapped in. <laughs> wow. All right. I know, right? It's like some sort of weird, like. 
interrogation technique from the you yeah. know, the CIA. It's uh, also good though too because you don't have to look them in the eye. Right, because you're driving. Yeah. Mm. So you get to have the talk, but you don't have to have uncomfortable looks. So yeah. when and unless they want to tuck and roll. Yeah. Well, I can remember distinctly being on this airplane, and it wasn't like she was, she wasn't, like, whispering. Yeah. Like, other people could probably hear, oh, like, boy. her talking to me uh, and asking me about sex. Yeah, I know. It's like, come on. And, and chime in. The best, the best, I mean, the thing is, is at the time, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily call myself precocious, but I was definitely not, I wasn't too embarrassed by it yeah. either, you know? We, yeah. I'd just done, like, my first, like, sex ed classes in yeah. school or whatever, so yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I know, I know, that's cool, uh, I'm good. Yeah. I lived in a household. We, uh, my family, we, I grew up and we lived in a very tiny trailer. Yeah. And my dad watched whatever the hell he wanted to, <laughs> and he didn't care. Uh, so my sex talk was basically like at the age of four or five, uh, by way of Porky's, oh, by God. way of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but you think, uh, you know, because I have an 11 month old son, like, even like, thinking ahead, like, how. Yeah, like yeah. like yeah. like, like how do we have that talk? But uh, I also want to like thirteen more years. Yeah, <laughs> go to uh, the DeKalb Costco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no kid is comfortable with 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 talking with their parents about that kind of oh, stuff. Goodness. But I like how to even like set up like from a young age, to, like mm-hmm. like set things up to where like right to where your children. You know, yeah. Where my son is always going to know like yeah if he needs to come talk to me about yeah. that kind of stuff that. Yeah, that the, 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 the dialogue. Yeah, it happens before you go to DeKalb, for sure. But. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Set it up before that trip. Yeah. Uh, you just walk right. in and, you know. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Anyway. There's ten yeah. bucks. Yeah. So, so that was, a, um, another thing I liked is how, like you were saying about something, how all the exposition takes place really succinctly. Mm-hmm. And firstly, it goes, the, it goes, better get gas before... Oh, the gas shortage. Yeah. Yes. Like, Here yeah. is the year that we're in. Right, right. Everyone, you'll remember this. And then um, when they're in the car waiting for gas, he goes, first time in 22 years I'm thinking about having an affair. It's like, that's all the information you need to know in one sentence. Yes. Yeah, yeah we've set it up. We know that's how long you're married. You're, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and um, let's see. Because we skipped over just a couple of things that I want to go back to oh, yeah, real quick. No, oh, no, 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 we, 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 we leap we go all over the place, yeah. Um, yes. So, uh, a moment back during the, the reception is that they even, uh, they even very clearly set up, because there's like a, uh, a very direct shot of showing Bert purposefully stepping on uh-huh. Irene's foot yeah. while they're dancing, yeah. and it was like, they're already... Yeah, setting up. About. Well, and so there's this there's this nice moment just in general because uh, Irene is is super happy that Karen is dancing with Michael Cornbloom. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I yeah. mean, that's a name. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she's super excited about that. She tries to tell Joe about it. Joe's like not really interested about it. Yeah. Joe ends up. Um, what does he? What does he say? Doesn't does he say something about Danny there? Uh. Not yet. Okay, not no, yet. No, no. It's not yet. No, the, the, yeah, there's a scene later on at home. Okay. Right so, so, so she wants to dance with Joe, and mm-hmm. Joe's just like, I don't want to dance. And then Bert, Bert swoops in, in, and Bert's like, I'll dance with you, you know. Yeah. So yeah. go off to dance. And, and even, you know, and even um, Sam was like, you should have danced with her. And, uh, and Joe gets kind of shitty, and it's like, 
Is, you know, is that, that advice a, from my brother or from my rabbi? Because <gasps> I don't need it for my. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> so yeah, the, the the tension is there. But then we then we get back to the house and uh, yeah, he's got to go get the gas because yeah. the gas shortage. Yeah, yeah. but even there, like we have, we, we have a nice scene of of uh, uh, the daughter Karen like opening up gifts and the yeah. Tony the Tony Orlando and Dawn a track. And why in the world does Sam say you're going to get a lot of use out of this? I can't imagine Sam would listen to Tony Orlando. Ah, uh, yeah. But, but for whatever reason, Sam's like, you're going to get a lot of use out of this. this. yeah. And the puka shell necklace. Well, you know, at least he's evolved from a few episodes ago of, like, looking at the 8-track tape and talking about how outdated and old they are and the other yeah. character looking at him going, huh? I just this is brand bought new. it. Yeah. 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 Right. He's learning the ropes of this. So, yeah. yeah. They also set up the disconnect between the daughter and the, the dad. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's really, yeah, it's really nicely done because she's... Cause Sam says a thing about like I think this boy really likes you, yeah. and then she's like she's excited, so she wants you know dad to know, and, yeah. and it's like look what Michael Cornblum got me, and that's the moment yeah. when when he's like you know Danny used to uh, hang out with uh, Michael Cornblum's older, older brother. brother, yeah, yeah. Uh, he used to come over. In fact, I don't even think he says does he, he doesn't say Danny's name, does he? he just no, says no, no. The, he just says oh no, no, yeah, his older brother Bobby used to come over. I hear yeah. yeah, but yeah, like, they like, don't, they, they still don't drop it. Yet. They they right. talk around it, yeah. yeah, and then he says oh, or she says. He's at Yale now. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. He went mm-hmm. to Yale. You know? He went to Yale too. Yeah, that was that was the yeah. thing that kind of drops that there was that there is or was another kid. And that's yeah. another thing that's great about this episode is that like, and we haven't even talked about it too much. I mean, I, I've kind of sort of spilled the beans by mentioning his name multiple times, but <laughs> we, we, like, there's there's a missing piece here that we're not getting, and it's just really yeah. like it mm-hmm. kind of it makes you invest a little bit more because you're like, there's something, something there's something else. Yeah. yeah, and even though again, this is like my. Five, fourth, fifth, whatever yeah. time watching the episode, even then I'm, I was still able to really appreciate it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but then they go to the gas station, yeah. and then there's the affair line. Yeah. And that's like kind of like this moment of just like, oh shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he's here to stop Irene from having an affair, yeah. but Joe's the one that's talking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 an interesting, interesting moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to jump back, I think it's it's interesting how, how Al even sets it up in that first scene of... Yeah. You're here to stop her from having a one-night stand and ruining their marriage. Right. Like, it's already been clearly set up from the beginning that Joe's kind of a dick. We don't yeah. know why yet, but Joe's kind of a dick. Yeah. But the blame is already being put on the wife right. being the yeah, one yeah, who has yeah. the affair yeah, yeah, yeah. and ruins the, the marriage. The marriage. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the thing is, is he's talking, you know, he even in the car before he gets to drop in that line, too, he's talking about how... You know, father and son going to the basketball game yeah. and, like, all this sort of stuff. And, um... And he's talking about, like, what he and David used to do mm-hmm. with their father. Uh-huh. But there's clearly more to it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, when we get the, when we get the, the sort of the lamentation about having an affair, um, the, uh, the next thing we see is Al kind of advocating for it. Like, maybe he needs yeah. to just get it out of his system. Maybe, yeah. Know? They yeah. should just both. And, and he's, he's like, they should both just go do it. Get out yeah. of their. Yeah, I, I love like he throws out. Maybe you're here to make to let them have affairs, but make sure that the other one doesn't yeah. find out. Right, right, right. Which and, is like a very. I feel like the sort of like don't ask, don't tell polyamory is like not unheard of nowadays. No, you know, no, no, yeah, it's yeah. still like ooh, it's still like salacious in a way to like mainstream culture. But it's and that's why I thought it was so forward of them mm-hmm. is to be like, oh, maybe monogamy isn't the only, you know? It's not For sure. be all and all. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, on one hand it's progressive, but on the other hand, like Al says in line, like, if men were allowed to socialize with <laughs> socialize. everyone, there would be no wars. And then Sam says, 
until the wives found out, yeah. and then Al says, I agree. It, as progressive as it is, like, both Sam and especially Al are making the assumption that men should be able to sleep around. Yeah, but women... But not necessarily talk about it, yeah. be open about it, not allowing for the possibility that you can have a non-monogamous relationship, yeah. and you're just both honest with each other yeah. about it. Right, well, and it is interesting, too, though, that, you know, he doesn't say... Because I feel like it's it is it is not something out of the question for Al to say that if he had basically just been like oh yeah Joe should sleep around but not mention Irene the fact yeah. that he says that they should both have affairs you know have the one idea yeah. and get it out of their system that's kind of I mean within the context of the TV show that seems kind of progressive for Al yeah. so <laughs> yeah especially when they're still calling it socializing right right yes <laughs> but uh, it's also like, yeah all right but it is bookended with the you know very eighties joke of. Well, until the wives find out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and that's, those nags. I, I think that the, 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 uh, the episode, for whatever reason, still gets elevated above certain episodes where we've had, where those buttons do take away from it. Yeah. It no, that just really... felt like two guys talking about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. It, it just, it worked. Um, but, but one thing to go back just real quick, too, to kind of um, talk about the relationship between Joe and his daughter is that when he goes to get gas, she actually asks to go with him. And oh, yeah. He, and he's, and he's like, like, no. Like, why would you want to come with me? Yeah, why would yeah. you want to come with me? And then, you know, has Sam go with him instead. Um, but, uh, and the reason I bring that up is because, like, one of the next things that we see is Sam sitting down playing Scrabble with her. Yeah. And you get, like, you get the sense already from from the very first shot mm-hmm. where we see her kind of looking at Joe to at the dance to, you know, afterwards opening presents to right now that, like, she clearly is, is not getting something that she needs. Yeah. And I think the predictable thing for this episode would have been to focus purely on Irene not getting what she yeah. needs, and so she's going to have an affair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And instead, we're seeing a, a young girl where, you know, she's not getting what she needs either mm-hmm. and is trying to have it fulfilled in other ways, yeah. whether that's playing Scrabble with her uncle yeah. or, you know, talking about with her Michael presence. Corbleau. with Sure, yeah, dancing <laughs> with Michael Corbleau, exactly. And so I think that that was a really smart thing to do mm-hmm. because it really, it, it broadened the episode right. up a bit and, yeah. and, and gave it a little bit more weight. Totally. Um, and of course, we get the comedic moment where Sam plays sushi as a Scrabble word. She's like, that's not a word. That is a word. You know, I, 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 I looked that <laughs> up. Yeah, it is a word. Like, it is. Did, I mean, I I can understand the thing of like, oh, people just like it. Maybe it wasn't a trend then, but right, right. yeah, like sushi existed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I, I I looked up trying to find the origin of the word sushi, and I couldn't find that. Uh, but I actually found that uh, it's a misnomer. Sushi does not mean raw fish. Huh. Sushi is actually an old Japanese term that means uh, gone sour. Huh. <laughs> wow. Well, great. Well. That explains so much. The more you know. But uh, uh, but relevant to the, the plot in this scene is, is Karen asking uh, David, like, do you ever think about the getting, g- getting married one day, you know, like, yeah. things like, you know, I'm going to marry someone cute, I'm going to marry someone this. And this is the melodramatic moment. I'm going to marry someone who doesn't yell. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> that was a little bit happy. That, that was a little bit, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and, and, and then uh, immediately after that, we get... Sam picking up the guitar, playing yeah. like, hey, and, and like, yeah, and then she play, away. and yeah. yeah, and she's like, she's like, that's Danny's guitar, and she clears the board immediately, yeah, and, and, and like puts everything away, and yeah, it's, uh, which also like <laughs> going from the 
th- like thinking that he is the the actual uncle. What a dick move to pick up your dead nephew's right. guitar. <laughs> well, that's the other thing too that's so great about it because at this moment we still don't know. We that, still don't know. Yeah, we have no idea who Danny is. Yeah, we're like, oh, and I, I mean, I think obviously it's yeah, it's, it's, it's seeping out. But. Right, right, but they haven't explicitly stated it yet, and yeah. I'm, I'm kudos. Good for you. And then they do yeah. it. Yeah, and they, right? yeah, yeah, this is where they yeah. drop the, the yeah. thing. But you know, like the weird thing, the weird moment, like a, a little personal story about. Uh, me, uh, my dad passed away several years ago, and so it was a thing of uh, the, the last couple of weeks, like there was something going on, we were sick, we weren't sure what, uh-huh. what was going on, uh, and, and usually like when he napped, he just napped on, on the living room couch, mm-hmm. but uh, so, so the last time that, that, like, that he was in the house before the ambulance took him to the hospital... Yeah. He decided to go back, and, and in the in the bedroom that we had in, in the trailer, like there were a set of bunk beds. Uh-huh. And for whatever reason, instead of sleeping in the bottom bunk, my huh. dad pulled himself up onto the top bunk. Wow. And then eventually, like things got worse. They, yeah. they the, the ambulance came. They took him to the hospital a couple weeks later. Yeah. Things took a turn for himself. Whatever. A couple years later. Uh, I was home visiting, and by that point, the bunk beds had been moved out of one family member's house into another family's uh-huh. house. We're getting ready to go to bed, and, and not even thinking, like, I, I just walked into the bedroom, and I threw myself up on the top bunk, because, oh, like, like, that's where I'm going to sleep. Yeah. And I can't remember, it was it was one of my sisters, like, they were in the room, and I just threw myself up on the top bunk, and uh-huh. they were just like... What? Yeah. They just got really weird, and then they just walked out of the room. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then in the discussion that we had later, it was like... Yeah. yeah, I was the first person who had like yeah. gotten up in the top bunk. Wow! Since since, that, since yeah. my dad passed away, so it's just like a weird like like you. Yeah, yeah. It was like I I would have never have thought like mm-hmm. that would have set right. something off. Like, yeah. you never know. But at least it was your own dad. It's not just like yes, yeah, yeah. I'm a stranger in your house. Yeah, so let me just play. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. 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 But so that so the next so they're at the dinner. Then we find out that. They had lost the son. Oh no, maybe not explicitly. Oh no, because they no, no, about the yeah, funeral. yeah, yeah. Okay. Because uh, because uh, because Karen is being yeah. somewhat distant, and and, and Sam says like I think I upset her because I played Danny's Dan's guitar, guitar right. not real, not, not, not figuring really, out yeah. who Danny is, and that's when we figure out like they yeah. need to set the headstone, and Irene starts pushing the conversation. Right. It's been a year. Yeah. yeah, it's been a year. Which yeah, it's been a year, but it's only been a year. Well, right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's, yeah, uh, and so Joe yells. Karen gets upset. She leaves the yeah. table, and that's why. By way of melodramatic voiceover, yeah. Sam figures out that yeah. the family is well, coping with the loss of. Here's a question son. that leads me to the next thing: Does he? Is it like a? Does he always need to figure out where to stay for the night? Because <laughs> he, he said, yeah. like, and I was like, well, he, of course that's he funny. would know where the rabbi's house is. But like, I was like, is this a recurring theme thing in the show where it's like, no, no. no it, that's a great question that's interesting because usually like they never show it but like uh-huh. you, you just assume that he's resourceful enough that he can pull out his wallet look at his address oh, and, sure, and figure sure. out how to get home but it is weird well because in then this so episode, he says like can I and I go sure 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 I'll be so then they're up in Danny's room yeah. and I was yeah. like he's gonna sleep in the dead son's bed yeah we're just breaking all these norms yeah. just like right, right. bing bang boom it's like you got that upset about the guitar but you're about to lay this man in your son's bedroom like, I know. Yeah. yeah. But also, I think, like, I mean, we're, we're going to find this later on. Like, Irene is at the point, like... I'm ready. You know, like, she's ready. Yeah. Someone should be playing Danny's guitar. Yeah. yeah. Someone should be sleeping in the room. Right. My other favorite thing was she asked him if he wanted a softer or hard pillow. Yeah. It's like, what the... F- <laughs> like, who has 
I can understand maybe having a pillow preference. I've never thought about it. I'm just a pillow. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. I'm like, can I get a hot pillow, please? Extra stuff. Yeah. You, like, you know what I just realized is that you know most normal people don't. I've always felt like less of a person because when I do have a guest day at the house, I can't offer them a soft or a hard pillow. No, I, and I think it comes back to this episode. <laughs> well, because then, so I thought the question was super weird, but then they like have that tense moment of almost kissing and he's like, oh, blah, blah. and then it, like they lean in and almost kiss and then he goes, she says it again, like, so that was a Hard pillow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's why they set that uh, up. But I was like, what sloppy, terrible joke writing for you yeah. to talk about like dicks through a pillow. Like, <laughs> like, dicks through a pillow, our new podcast, <laughs> yeah. Face Wide Wheel Podcast Network. But also, so then that was the other thing. It was like, for, I was appalled that like he was going to sleep in the bed. And then it was like, at, you know, they, they stopped themselves from kissing, but it's like, were you guys about to smash on your dead son's bed? That was, yeah. And it, it's weird because, like, Sam almost initiates that. Because it's like, it's like hands on the shoulder, but yeah. then his hands, like, reach up to her face. And yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it is interesting. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's a moment. It's a moment. Yeah. I, you know, it's yeah, a moment. It's, it's the, <laughs> the, I think just sort of the, the melodrama of it all. I think that there is this element, too, where Sam is... is, is Definitely not Team Joe right now, you know. Yeah. I think that yeah. he's sort of like, God, I get what what's happening yeah. here, and I and, and <clears throat> even though he's clearly very against the idea mm-hmm. of any kind of infidelity, you know, yeah. Sam clearly is Mister Monogamy yeah. uh, in his own mind. But uh, I think that it, I don't know. It, it, it's it's somewhat predictable. It helps to further along yeah. the plot, uh, but I, I think it, it still kind of works to just add to that that melodramatic tension that we're getting yeah. anyway. Especially because then you know Sam has this moment alone where it's like, yeah, it's me. I'm the one. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. at this point, it's not been established who she who's sleeps the with. No. Yeah. 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 Um, and we don't know if it's going to be the dad or if it's the parent. You know. Well, and then the, then there's this very funny moment actually between him and Al, where Al is like, "Well, if it's you, if you're the one she sleeps with, all you have to do is do nothing, and yeah. then you'll be fine." Yeah, yeah. And then they yeah, just promise. Kind of yeah. There. And he kind of points out, "Promise, yeah, promise, promise him that, that you won't have an affair." Yeah, I promise. And then they just kind of stand there for a second, like waiting, and then nothing yeah. happens. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, "Well, guess that's not going to work." No. Um, and the bake sale is, is now happening, mm-hmm. and like you know, Karen is, is, is helping. Cut back to the rec room. Yeah, that's right. It's like, yeah. do you pay for this set? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're gonna milk we're it gonna for all. We're gonna use it twice. Damn right. We're, we're gonna milk it for all it's worth. Um, and you know, they bring up Kanishas again. Yep. they do indeed. Yeah, because <laughs> they're like, yeah. okay. Uh, that's a, I so know. I can't remember in what order if, if Bert shows up and talks to Irene again or Sam talks oh, to. Oh, he sure first. does with his pipe. Yes. Which now his oh, pipe means pipe. like a, a credit because right? it's. Magnificent. Which, yeah. which there's something I was talking about later on that has to do with the pipe, which is just hilarious to me. But but in, in this particular mm-hmm. moment, yeah, he's just. Kind I know of what pipe. you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I figured you would. Yeah, but, uh, uh, yeah. So so he comes over, he starts talking, and once again he brings up his wife, and he's talking about going uh-huh. through his grief, and then we find out that he's writing this book, and that. Yeah. You know, oh, it just now occurred to me. I should talk to you. Yeah, yeah. he'd be yeah. perfect to interview for my book. Um, and she doesn't want to. In fact, in fact, she pretty much shuts him down. Like no. Yeah. And then he starts talking about no, it's therapeutic, it's good. And again, Bert is just like every time, just laying it on thick. Mm-hmm. Like Bert is just like there is no doubt. And I'm not saying that this is anyone's fault or that this is even a bad thing. But there is no doubt that Bert wants something. Yeah. You know, oh, like yeah. he and and it's not just to talk about grief. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, it's just so interesting the way that he comes off because it's like he, it's like, why is anybody yeah. buying his crap? I just think he was so creepy in the first scene. Like it didn't. It's not as slathered on in the first scene, right. except for like his turtleneck. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> except for his turtleneck blazer combo. That's yeah. the only thing that would elude. But. In this scene, he comes in smoking a pipe indoors and being like, I just want to feel your grief. You know, like, he really... Yes. This time, it's like, oh, no. Now, you know, it's this has been revealed that he's a creep. Like, oh, no. well, it's not David. It's got to be this dude, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, which even early on, like, again, I agree with you. In the first mm-hmm. scene where he's around, you don't get the sense necessarily that it's like, oh, this is the guy. Yeah. It's just more like, oh, that's just a guy, yeah. you know, at the temple. It's, that's, you, know, you know, someone in the cast of players, but you're not, like, 100% sure. Mm, right, right. But then it's, so then, then, um, we get our slutty Piccadilly back, which, I yeah. mean, slutty in a oh. sex-positive way, yeah. but... <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, yeah. like, she comes yeah. back... God, she doesn't even get a name. Even she, on, like, Quantum Leap Wiki, she's, yeah. like, she's not there. just okay. referred to as the woman. The woman. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. So, uh, before that, do we get... Uh, Sam has another conversation with Karen. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so we, we have we have that moment where the, there's, there's uh, tense that, that happens after that happens after, happens after the conversation with oh with the woman yeah. okay yeah. so yeah so they go outside with the woman because they they're gonna have that yeah. meeting uh, and and this is where the woman reveals that she had an affair with Bert and yeah. I, I want Sam to be smarter and I want him to figure it out like right now yeah like yeah, oh right Bert is yeah. the guy. Um, Shirley actually her character did have a name for a guy in DB as Shirley okay. Okay, so so Shirley, you know, says that after uh, who was it? Her life that that passed away that the husband didn't under. Oh yeah. It, it, it was someone in, in her life that had passed away, yeah. and, and her husband yeah. didn't understand, and Bert was understanding, and so that's mm-hmm. that's how death they, of her father, death of her father. Yeah, and he was and saying it, all the right things. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and what it. it I, uh, I don't think this has ever happened before in Quantum Leap, but I just realized, like, watching this episode for the first time, that scene ends with Sam going, because Shirley asked, what should I do? Yeah. And Sam goes, I think we should set up another meeting. Mm-hmm. And I realized, Sam is passing the buck to David yeah. after David yeah. meets back yeah. in. <laughs> it's like, I don't, have the, I don't know what to do. I, I don't have the skill set yeah. for this. Yeah. Uh, my can, can, can we meet about five minutes after I leap out? Yeah, yeah. right, exactly, exactly. So I don't have to. And it's funny because she's even like, another appointment. Like, yeah, like, yeah. What? what do you mean? Are you going to try to sleep with this too? The first time? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We need to set up another appointment. My house. Sam passing the buck. Um, but then, yeah, then we get uh, the scene where Irene's packing up and, and Sam comes in and uh, they start talking and, you know, he's trying to be support, trying to figure things out. And they, and they even have this moment where they kind of sort of address what happened the night uh-huh. before and the great thing is and this is something that I really liked is that they both basically like Sam doesn't have to work to like shut anything down yeah. like even Irene is just sort of like you know I want to thank you for yeah, yeah. This, the subtext is please let's never talk let's, about yeah, what almost happened right happens. like yeah. there's not this like there's not like this moment all of a sudden where you're thinking like oh Irene wants their yeah, brother-in-law no. like it's not that at all no it was just like Which a is, weird like they'd all purged all these emotions at dinner and right. all this stuff was happening and like, sure. it makes you do weird stuff we didn't we didn't ex- uh, talk about it explicitly but that's one of the things like she's just had this emotional moment where she talked about like feeling like it's her fault that uh, yeah. the son oh, died oh yeah we skipped died. over that oh yeah yeah because he wanted to go backpacking in Europe, uh-huh. and she had to like basically convince Joe that it was right to let him go, yeah. and they let him go, and then he dies in a plane crash. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just sort of like, and, the, and I had a couple of thoughts about that. The one thought that I had is just like, 
this couldn't have been like a commercial like airline disaster because if it was like there would have been other people kind of in the same boat with them grieving mm-hmm. like I'm not saying that they would have done this like grief circle or whatever or anything like that but yeah. at the same time you just get the, like I got the like, sense that it had to be yeah, that it had to be like maybe they got to Europe, they had to charter like a special plane to get huh. to the mountains or something like that. I don't know. It just didn't seem to me that this was like some sort of commercial like yeah. airline disaster that Danny died on because I felt like that would have had to have been talked about a little yeah. bit maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the way, so the way I wrote this down because it shocked me to my core because the way they finally actually said it's we find out how he dies is he goes what she's talking about. I was. I was like encouraging him to go to Europe and the dad didn't want and then Sam goes and he loved you for that yeah. and then she responds do you think he loved me when the plane crashed yeah Damn! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How do we like, miss that? Like, what a Yeah. Well, and she's remembering, and she's remembering, like, his laugh. Yeah. And she's, you know, so it's a very emotional And moment. that's, like, another, like, super succinct exposition. It's, like, you get so much from that one line of, do you think he loved me when the plane crashed? Yeah, mm-hmm. right? We get how he died. We get the feelings behind it. We, it was like, oh. She's got yeah, this massive yeah. guilt over it all. And it's interesting because one of the things that I've been thinking about and, and, and hey, you know, Kathleen, I know this is something that you wouldn't be aware of, but one of the things that I couldn't help but think about a lot during this episode, um, thought about it a little bit during Jimmy, too, which we'll talk about next week, but that said, uh, is this is something that's got to be kind of close to Sam's heart. You know what I mean? Like, thinking about, especially with Karen, like, here's this little girl who's lost her big brother. Yeah. You know? And I don't know if it ever gets really explicitly stated in the episode or that Sam even displays anything specifically, but we already know that his brother died. Like, his older brother died. Like, that's something we learned in one of the first episodes of the season. So, one of the first episodes of the season, like, because Sam has partial amnesia, which they don't really explain in this episode. Sam doesn't remember a lot of the future. Especially about the own personal details of his own life. So, just a few episodes ago, he finally remembered that he had an older brother. and, And once he figures that out, Al fills him in and says, his older brother got killed in Vietnam. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, so it's just interesting thinking about Sam kind of like helping this family grieve yeah. when it's something that Sam would be it would be close to his own heart. And Sam even has a line in the episode about what it would be like to go home, to yeah. go back home, to be you know to be home to be to basically to be around his family and yeah. stuff. And uh, yeah. uh, you know, which is perhaps foreshadowing. For sure, um, but uh, but it, 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 yeah, I don't know. There's just something kind of interesting about that. Thinking about like Sam, you know, whether or not he remembers that or not, but just yeah. in the context of us knowing it, that mm-hmm. it's interesting to see him now helping these people through their grief. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he finally suggests to Irene in this later scene, after they've kind of had their like, you know, it's okay, everything's fine, let's never talk about it again, yeah. um, is that she should go away with Joe for the weekend. Yeah. Like, just yeah. two of them. Go to the beach yeah. house. Go away. I'll watch Karen. You know, I'll we'll yeah. hang out and play Scrabble and she'll tell me sushi's not a real word again. You yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. But like, go do this. This will be really great. And Irene, like, lights up the thought of this. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, that's a great idea. Yeah. Like, just the two of us going out and being away. Like, I would love yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, this is a factoid that I heard before and like, watching this episode, I looked it up again uh, and saw that I don't know how they track these things, but mm-hmm. there's a statistic out there that 80% of marriages... With a child? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, when, when they lose a child, 80% of marriages end yeah. in divorce. Yep. Uh, and one article I was reading, like, a lot of it is like, 
a lot of that can be caused by the fact like the man feels like he has to be like strong and can't express emotions and, and can't do anything in that regard. The father patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> um, nice to provide song. Thank you. Yeah. Um, um, so, so yeah. So that was like yeah. It was mm-hmm. in my mind like watching this episode. Totally. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's it's, it's interesting because my um, uh, so my mom died about uh, sixteen. A little over 16 years ago, wow. um, and uh, my uncle uh, died um, about a year after that. So my grandparents, you know, lost both of their kids in the span of about a year or two there, and uh, they had they had problems. And oh, these I'm were sure. People, and these were people that are in their like you know 70s and you know late 70s had been married for like 50 years. Yeah. And it caused a struggle between the two of them, yeah. even at that late stage in their marriage and that late stage, you know, in their own in their own lives. And I mean, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of other things that contributed to it too. I think also they were, you know, they ended up moving shortly after that out of the home that they'd lived in for like fifty five yeah, years. So there's like, a lot of so, so I mean, they had some stuff that they had to even work through. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things where it's like it it's got to be incredibly difficult, even if you're talking. I mean, obviously, if you lose, you know, child under the age of 18 or whatever, it's going to be different than if you lose an adult it's child, not, but it's still, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, um, one of my mom's good friends had a daughter who was severely delayed. Like, she was still in, yeah, she was still in diapers, and she passed away when she was 30. Like, she mm-hmm. had all sorts of disabilities. She was in a, um, group home, and it, it, her whole life was so hard. Yeah. And when she lost her daughter, people didn't, um, react to her in the same way that if you had lost like a healthy active you know like it's, it's and I think people thought it was must have been a relief for like her a mercy or something or like yeah. because I mean this was a 30 something year old woman at the ability level of a you know she only had like three or four words kind of thing and it, but it's she still lost a daughter yeah and it's still it's like the loss of a child I've heard is one of I mean there isn't anything worse right Right, no, I, yeah, and so I mean, obviously, it was it was it was difficult, you know, for them, mm-hmm. and and uh, I mean, they're they're doing great now. Grandpa's going to be ninety eight. Yes, Grandpa. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Uh, but anyway, I, I think yeah that that it, 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 it the, can rock you. It can, and I think that the episode does a really wonderful job of of ultimately making this episode more about grief mm-hmm. than about Sam stopping in an affair. Yeah. And I yes. love that. It's not about mm-hmm. the socializing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's not the socializing. socializing. Yeah. Uh, you know, that being said, I am going to say, uh, this is the second time in like five episodes that they've gone to the dead kid well. Oh. Americanization of Machika. Oh, right. God, yeah, yeah. Oh, I try to block that one from my memory. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, the, the, there's a previous episode where about halfway through the episode, Sam yeah. figures out that part of the problem of the episode is is, is a parent is, is um, having a hard time dealing with yeah yeah a, a child who has passed away. Can I see Matt's book real quick? Sure. Matt Dale's excellent book called uh, Beyond the Mirror Image: The Observer's Guide to Quantum Leap, which we <laughs> use here quite a bit. Yes, the the. Dead kill kid kid. Well, I can't even speak. I'm telling you, man, this is, uh, that, that's all good. I, I you know, I so use this theme multiple times. Well, we've recorded so we've recorded out of order uh, as we do sometimes. We already recorded the Jimmy episode, and I mentioned yeah. it at the beginning of the Jimmy episode that uh, 
I, I had a, a, a fun evening last night. Uh, my wife's sister and her boyfriend are in town um, for the weekend, and uh, they're getting ready to leave for Spain, so they came up to Chicago. And we went out last night, painted the town red, had a really yes. good time. Uh, so I feel a little, a little rough around the edges today. Sure, sure. Uh, so anyway, um, so, yeah, so anyway, the second so time we've gone back to that after Magico, it is definitely handled, I think, uh, better overall here, stuff, yes. especially yeah. because again, that it, it ends up feeling so tacked on in in, in Machico, honestly, mm-hmm. in some ways. Uh, whereas here, it's so integral to the to the story as a whole. Mm-hmm. It's you know, again, the episode feels a little bit more about grief itself than than, than about you know the leap or, or yeah. whatever, yeah. Uh, which is nice. Um, so they get home. It's you know, it's great. So wait, we, we, I want to jump back yeah, yeah. because uh, we we get this moment tacked in. We get a little kiss with history. Oh right! Uh, and, and in the middle of a conversation with Karen, someone starts starts choking off to the side. Sam oh, walks yeah. over, <laughs> gives a Heimlich maneuver, and then as they're walking off, the woman goes, "Are you all right, Doctor Heimlich?" Another one of those moments of my wife watching yeah. the show with me. Yeah. She's like, oh, she was acting. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so I was looking stuff up about uh, the Heimlich Maneuver after uh-huh. that moment. It's not called the Heimlich Maneuver anymore. No, it's called uh, a abdominal thrust. Or yes. Or else you have to pay Dr. Heimlich. No, no. I, for, from the story that I, oh. I... Well, maybe that's correct. That's what I learned in my lifeguarding training. No big deal. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, because I like what, what I read is basically uh, Dr. Heimlich apparently was not a very nice... Oh, boy. Was not a very nice person. Because before the he developed this maneuver, just like the standard thing was just like hitting someone in the back between oh. the shoulder blades. And so he he started strongly advocating against that. He actually like... Like banging on someone's back, he actually called them death blows, oh. and he like his method of the abdominal thrust was the quote only way uh-huh. to save someone from choking, and he really pushed that really hard, and that's why for twenty years, like yeah, like that was the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from what I was reading, like even his own children came out against him, and, and were just saying like basically, dude was kind of a dick. Uh, and, and you can you can still save someone's life by by banging on their back. Oh. Uh, so as of 2006, the uh, the suggested way to save someone from choking is to first to try hitting them in the back between oh. the shoulder blades, and then if that doesn't work, doing the abdominal thrust, which what I read I understood is to say like they stopped calling it the Heimlich maneuver is basically like taking it away from. Yeah. Doctor Heimlich. Oh, creepy Heimlich. So yeah, actually, it's funny here too because Roger White, uh, a doctor at the Mayo Clinic and of the American Heart Association, uh, is quoted as saying, "There was never any science here. Heimlich overpowered science all along the way with his slick tactics and intimidation, and everyone, including us at the AHA, caved in." Also funny, Henry Heimlich has apparently, on record, only used the maneuver twice. <laughs> And the second time was in 2016, saving the life of a fellow resident at his retirement home in Cincinnati. Well, that's a nice way to bookend your life. Right, exactly. So, yeah, anyway. Uh, so, so re-watching that scene, like, I'm seeing Dr. Heimlich walk off seeing money signs. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got I something. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting, because apparently he didn't actually, uh, um, like, publish the, the, the report or... or discover his maneuver, if you will. Eddie Izzard actually has a great little bit about the Heimlich maneuver, and he goes on talking about how, you know, yeah. how, how much of an egoist do you have to be to name a maneuver? Yeah. Yourself. Or yourself. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so, yeah, it, it's interesting because 
this episode takes place in February of 74. Mm-hmm. The maneuver itself was not talked about or published until August of 74. So the timeline is right. It works that out. They got sometimes, the timeline. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, sometimes it's a little... They're, they're kisses with history. They're, they they, 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 they fudge, yeah. a little, yeah. fudge a little now and then. I also feel like we can't leave the scene until we discuss um, Al's bolo tie. Oh, wow. And what I thought was at first, <laughs> I thought it was at first the bolo tie, and then I turned around and I was like, is that a dickie? Is it just a giant amulet? Whatever it is, I am on board. Yep. It is an amazing outfit. That's is That's the orange one, right? The one where yeah. it kind of looks like a Dorito? Yeah. I think yeah. this is what he wears, uh, it, it, with the exception of the last scene, I think this is what he wears for the rest of the episode. Okay, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. 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 Because it's the first scene he wears something different, and then the rest of the episode he's in the Dorito outfit, yeah. and then he's yeah, the, yes. the end. Yeah, no, what can I say? Um, but yeah, it, it is. It is something else. His wardrobe, it, we, we've, we've talked about it a number of times. We even talked about it on the Jimmy episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, which is to say, I mean, this is going to be repeating myself from the Jimmy episode, which listeners won't be hearing until next week. Right. But hey, time travel's weird. Exactly. Uh, the, the, the entire reason, the, 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 the logistical reason yes. why they dress Dean Stockwell in those outfits is shorthand for any viewer tuning in in the middle of an episode who's right. telling you he is not of this time. Right. right. He sticks out. Right. Yeah. He's, he's wearing some loud, loud outfits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we get back to the house, and clearly, like, again, Irene is ecstatic about this idea. She's already packed. She's got the bags at the door ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe comes home from work. Joe has clearly had a bit of a rough day. I think Joe's days are always pretty rough in general. Yeah. Like, it just you know, like they, they, they never establish what he does. No, they don't. Uh, he's got he's, the briefcase. He's dressed. He's really got the nicely. heavy shoulders. He's got a three, suit. He's got a three-piece suit. Right. By the way, I always feel like this annoys you when I when I bring it up, but I like bringing it up just because I've seen episodes again and again. We're in the house. Oh right. We are in the house that they always use. It doesn't like, annoy me. Like, uh-huh. like, even though, like, hilarious. Like <laughs> even though, like, no matter what year they're in or where they jump yeah. around, like they have like they have like, like like they have the apartment sets yeah. that that they use for right. like blind fit and they use for Disco Inferno then they have the house set where they move and they rearrange pieces yeah. but like this is Same a house, yeah but, house. Yeah, but this is a house that they use in Starcross this is a house that they use in How the Test Was Won they yeah. just redress mm-hmm. this one house set and there we go <laughs> well and this is the scene in particular where I was talking about the lighting designer on the show this week earned their paycheck because this scene is mm-hmm. so well lit and, and, and the camera is at this kind of low angle for a lot of the scene mm-hmm. and it's just so beautiful and it feels like it, it feels like an old fifties melodrama in a lot yeah. of ways. It's got that pink light kind of on it. Mm-hmm. There's a, like like a lot of Joe is, is mainly lit in shadow for a lot of this. Okay. Whereas Irene in the entryway, like in another room, there's a doorway there. Is like in you know she's more well lit. Sam's kind of in between the two of them for mm-hmm. most of it. When Karen eventually comes into the scene, like it's just a really yeah. interesting dynamic. And it's like man, they were they were going for art right here. Yeah. You know they weren't just like we're cranking out a TV show. This was something where it's like no, hey, sure. we, can, we can do something here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I really like it, uh, but yeah, Joe of course shoots down the idea right away. Yeah, I got too much work to do. Yeah, and Irene is like, take it with you. I don't mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. like she's doing everything. She, she is trying like, so yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah, Joe deserves to be cheated on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, and eventually, of course, she's just like. Screw it! I'll go by myself. Yeah. Well, you remember there's the line where we're like, "Listen to David." Like David knows what he's talking oh, about. Right. Like Sam's trying to convince him, and Joe oh, says, yeah. "Like, well, maybe, maybe you should have married her." And, she's and then like, she said, "Maybe, maybe I, I should." should have. Yeah. And then I wrote, "Oh shit!" 
Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then the daughter comes out because it's like when everything bubbles over, and then the double, daughter comes out with something about and they're talking about Danny and goes, I wish it was me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like this is like the soapiest of dialogue, but they, these actors made it really. They, they made it. Yeah. yeah. It Even was so. Girl. Yeah. It was like that's the most. That is how I would write a soap opera with, like, maybe I should have. Right. It was real. Yeah. And it's funny. So recently, I um, uh, I love the Criterion Collection. The, this um, they, they produce really high-quality, like, DVDs and Blu-rays. And they always do a couple of sales a year at, like, 50% off. And, and because they're high-quality, they usually cost a little more, so I pretty much only buy them on the sales. Yeah. There's this Douglas Sirk film called uh, All That Heaven Allows. And there's times within this episode that kind of just reminded me of... You know the dialogue, or, or even that yeah. shot that I mentioned about that. And, and again, I don't know that there's any correlation between the two whatsoever. But it just was something that kind of made me think of that. And that's one of the things that's fascinating about that movie is some of the dialogue. It's like that is soap opera 101, yeah. like without mm-hmm. a doubt. Um, but most of the time, it, it plays a playing off really well because they've got great actors yeah. saying these lines. And here's a great example of that. It's like you know these everybody's just working really well together and doing a good job and. It's, you know, again, it's the same thing. We'll talk about this in Jimmy as well. They really were just getting lucky with the scripts and the casting, I feel like, right about now. I mean, not even luck. I mean, there's got to be some skill to it as well. But it just, we're in the sweet spot of season two without a doubt. And they did a string of episodes that are just on point, and this is one of them. Mm. Yeah. Um, But the daughter, yeah, I mean, she's having this moment. She's so upset. Sam's comforting her. And, like, you know, they share a really nice moment together. Uh, you know, and you could tell, like, again, like I was saying earlier, things are still going to be kind of hard for her. Yeah. This isn't like we're putting a bow on it. But no. She, but he makes her feel better. Yeah. Right. You know? Mm. Um, he is earning his keep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then it gets directions to the beach house. Sure. And he takes off to go to the beach house. Um, of course, this is when we find out that Bert... It's going to be there with her, mm-hmm. and, and Al that, tells yeah. him that he's a fraud. Like he looks on his iPad and says, <laughs> this, "Yeah, this is this is where he, <laughs> he looks on his iPhone and says, oh, Bert, yeah, he, he wrote, yeah, yeah, he wrote this book, bestseller, uh, Women, Women in, in Pain.' pain. <laughs> uh, Al read this. It's chapter six. Yeah. Irene is chapter six. Yeah, Irene yeah. is chapter six. Yeah. But the, the 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 best part about this though is, and the thing that I feel like even on repeat viewings. I don't. It doesn't always pop into my head like, oh right. This is where we find out Bert was never even married. Yeah, there's no dead wife. There is mm-hmm. no dead wife. He's he's made this story up so that he can, you know, get with these women so yeah. that he can use their stories for his book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so now Bert has gone from being slightly creepy to a to like sexual predator. predator. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. That I I wonder like hearing Al's line that he read the book like. Did he did he read the book like back then? Yeah. No, or 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 like when like when it finally like came up like in Ziggy's yeah. database. Like he's like, oh, I'm gonna read this really quick. Yeah, I think he actually says there's something in the dialogue that that establishes that he like just read it. Yeah, like he, okay. that he literally just read this. Like it's not something that he picked up in the '70s to pick up women or whatever. Yeah. you know. But I would not put that. No, in the I wouldn't put it past <laughs> Alan. Yeah. Um, but um. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so, uh, uh, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? So how did, 
how did Bert show up in the? Did she call him? I, I I think it was established at some point earlier in the episode that he had a beach house yes. out there. Oh, okay. As well, yeah, because it, it's a, it's a conversation that uh, that Bert and Joe in had in one of the very first scenes. I'm like, hey, I never see you out at the beach house, and Joe's like, yeah, we bought a second house, we never go out there. Sure. And, uh, but but the moment, it, like, and this is one of those things where uh, again, just like being interested in in sort of film art in general uh, my brain kind of kicked in is the only thing that separates Bert's appearance from around the corner seeing Irene going into the beach house yeah. from this being like a horror movie is the music because the way yeah. the shot's set up the way that Bert stands out of yeah. the shadows With puts the pipe. pipe in his mouth yeah mm-hmm. and like the music is, yeah. is, is the music is still like our melodramatic high yeah. quantum leap soundtrack as opposed to like you know a slasher yeah. flick but I swear and it's all midi keyboard that's what I love about yeah. yeah but if you change that music just a little bit all of a sudden this yeah. is you this put is it in a minor chord yeah. 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 yeah is this the pipe moment you were talking about? No, actually. Okay, later. excellent. Okay, yeah. excellent. Yeah. yeah, we have the same pipe. All right, cool. Oh, yeah, I wrote the pipe is back. Yeah. But then I have pipe again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um,. Uh, so then he's trying to comfort her on the couch slash yeah. get her and then and there's a bottle of wine yeah. on the I mean already like he's sitting awfully close to her like right, right. off the bat I'm like yeah. is your radar not going off no. woman? and then like, he kisses her and then she says no and then he proceeds to keep trying to kiss yeah. her mm-hmm. and then I wrote widow daybreak yeah because it's like Ugh, you know and I it mm-hmm. was a different time then, which is like the sh- shittiest thing to say, but it was. Like, I don't think anyone watching would have been like, rape! <laughs> like well, we are today. No, no, but it's like, speaking of the word rape, I, yeah. I, I forgot, like, that word oh, yeah. does get thrown she out there a little bit. Yeah. I, yeah, and I, and like, I'm, I'm literally, like, I was watching it. They call it emotional it, rape. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, hey. Hey, it's a thing. Right, exactly. But also, like, he was in the act of starting to act, like, not emotional, physically rape. Yeah. And especially, like, she literally said the word no. Mm-hmm. Like twice. But it, yeah, but it's that thing of like, well, she's just playing hard to get. No means yes. And it's just like, oh, oh. Well, he, yeah, and, and plus the way that he, like, after she breaks off the first time, because the thing is, is when he first goes in to kiss her, like, she doesn't even really let him kiss her the first yeah. time. Like, she doesn't respond, she doesn't do anything, yeah. she's immediately just like, uh yeah. And he's like, and he's like, oh, but, you know, there's all these emotions, and, like, mm-hmm. he's just like, even the words he's saying, it's like, oh, Yeah, and God. she's already so fragile, she just left her, you know, she's a right. bit emotional wreck. And then he goes back for it, and now she kind of responds, but even still, she's still like, I don't right. know. And that's when he just goes goes for it. Like, he unbuttons her dress, he's, like, hands all over her, like, all sorts of stuff. And it's also worth noting, like, his shirt is already pretty unbuttoned at the start of that scene. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the knock on the door, because Sam has gotten there. He Um, saves the day. Yeah. Now, we've, but we have kind of left out that there was just a quick sort of linking scene to give us the information that Joe knows that Sam has gone to the beach house, because Karen tells him, you know, because Joe's like, where did David go? And Karen's yeah. like, he asked for directions to the beach house. Yeah. So we also know now that Joe he knows. Thinks that exactly. Sam is the one, or David is having the affair. Yeah. So uh, so Sam shows up, and and Sam drops the knowledge that you know he never was married, and that's when he says, "You you're committing emotional rape." Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. You're a terrible human being. Well, because because like Bert says. Because Bert starts justifying it. It's like, no, it's not what it seems. Like, I, yeah. I put myself in people's place so I can experience right. their, their pain and so I can write from the heart. It's not a crime. Yeah. And that's how or Sam throws out the line. Emotional rape is yeah. a crime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's great, you know. And, and then, also uh, it was going to be actual rape. 
Well, it's another improvised song I just did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Baby wants candy. Yeah. Saturday night, nine o'clock. You know, I will say the second city. Because like, had Sam not gotten there. What if it was real, right? Right. Yeah. And here's something that's a little bit more meta, and I'm sure was not the intent, but it is interesting given some of the dialogue that we've had in the past about Sam and mm-hmm. his position leaping into these people and at times having to basically be intimate with someone while he's oh, on a lead yeah. you know, under those false pretenses. And so it's like, one could, and again, I'm, not, I'm sure the show is not trying to be that meta with it, no. but one could wonder as... The Ru- ethics at, of that. Well, yeah. as Bert is saying... You know, I'm trying to put myself into other people's shoes and experience what they experience, yeah. and that, and it's like, well, that's what Sam does. Yeah. And it's like, so, and, and again, oh, yeah. I am firmly on the side of no, Sam's not doing those yeah, things. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like there, there's never any sort of, you know, and again, not that malicious intent is required for it to be, yeah. you, you know, that yeah, uh, an act of rape, but know. but that's it. Anyway, it was Quantum just kind of an interesting, life, so. <laughs> right, right, exactly. for sure, yeah. But it was kind of an interesting moment based on the conversations it, that we had. We had and, and to bring you in, and we're going to talk about this in a few weeks because oh, yeah. I, I think there is an episode coming up in a few weeks where Sam it is, is actually right. very yeah. guilty of it. Oh wow! But there was an article that came out. I thought it was cracked, and I tried to look it up recently, and I can't find the article I online. Found anymore. it where we talked about mm-hmm. it. Uh, that day, but but, yeah. but there, uh, there's an article out there. And, it's not dead serious. It's kind of written tongue in cheek, but it does bring up a good point. Yeah. It makes the argument that any time that Sam is intimate with someone uh-huh. during leaping, which does happen, yeah. that he is technically committing rape yeah. because it's the, the, the people the he's sleeping yeah. with they don't know that it's him. They yeah. don't know that they it's say- that it's him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh boy! Right. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, like I said, in, in a few I'm weeks. Already we'll, in the lingo. Yeah. And in a few weeks, we're going to come up with an episode where I, I do think that Sam yeah. is actually guilty of that, but we'll yeah. catch a we'll, falling star. But, that has, okay, yeah. but so far, it's only had a quote unquote emotional right. Right. Yeah. My other favorite part of the scene is um, she like Irene like kind of loses it and, and like goes into hysterics, and he has to do that like very 1940s movie thing of holding her wrists. Like her lady wrist, so she's like, oh yeah, 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 because she starts, she's she's gonna beat the shit out of her. Oh yeah, she smacks him once, Mm -hmm. so he grabs her and and pushes him again. Yeah, yeah, and then he does. He grabs her, and we do the the melodrama. The melodrama. Paint brushes him again. The lady. Another another Bob Ross reference there. Oh nice. Anyway, but yeah, she's got her like limp lady wrist, and he's holding her and like trying to calm her down. And then you know he's comforting her. She's very upset, and she's you know I mean I think at this particular point. For her. The thing, you know, to look at it uh, from a different point of view, too, the idea that this grieving woman who has kind of started to come to a place of acceptance in spite yeah. of all the guilt that she's feeling and a place where she feels like she can talk about it has mm-hmm. been n- manipulated into doing so by this sexual predator who's yeah. you know, going to take her story and make his right. name off of it by selling this book and now finds out that this is all bullshit and now yeah. she's standing... Oh, yeah, because like, Sam drops... By the way, he's not even married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, man, talk about... Like just having a lot of shit to deal with, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, it gets even worse because as, as, as Sam is kind of just trying to comfort her and say like, "Hey, it's going to be okay." And he's all right. Joe shows up, yeah. And Joe's got the line of, you know, my own brother, yeah, and my wife, own. yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's when you know, and Sam and, and he turns around and leaves. Sam runs after him. Joe turns around. They start to kind of get into it a little bit, yeah. and then Joe just clocks Jackson. him. Yeah, and Al is so excited about this. Yeah, Al's yeah. like, "This is great, Sam. This is great. Let him hit oh, you again. It means yeah. he still loves her." Yeah, he, Sam falls through 
Al, like yeah, I'll catch you. Yeah, I'll say, yeah. Don't worry, Sam. I got you. How expensive must have that special effect been? You know, like because it was actually <laughs> fairly well done for for that. That t- one did look really good, actually. They did. Yeah, that one looked a heck of a lot better than some of the others. Like for instance, yeah. in Jimmy, when the forklift drives through him, that one's just so so. But this yeah. this one did look really good. And, and that one, I, I really feel it, it comes down to like in, in shooting everything else. Like how much time do they have to yeah. to sure. actually like go through and shoot that effect right. later on? Yeah, because some episodes. It looks really great. Yeah. Other episodes, it was like, oh, you were you were cramming to get that done yeah. before. <laughs> Other episodes, yeah, we get like Paper Doll Al, where it looks like he's like just like this one-dimensional kind yeah. of like you know. And I think it really all depends on how they lit Dean Stockwell in front of the screen. Mm-hmm. Sure, that whatever makes sense. it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so then they fall back in love because Irene sees her husband fighting for her. Yeah, it's cliche, but also I don't know. The dad has... Sorry, I keep getting their names wrong. Uh, Joe. Joe. Mm -hmm. Has this really powerful monologue on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just because he finally... You know, he's up until this point kept it all... Oh, well, I gotta work, and I'm tired. And, like, everything has been so short with him, and he finally just lets it out. And it's, like, a super powerful monologue. I was like, oh, you're, like, a for-real theater actor. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That, you know, moved Mm -hmm. to L.A. Like, you... Went to like Yale School of Drama, like mm, right, like, right. No, it, well, and it's interesting. So the 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 actor, by the way, uh, is um, where is he? James Satorius, and uh, he has done a lot. And actually, it's funny because one of the first things that's mentioned on his IMDb page is that he's a veteran theater actor. Yeah, um, yeah. He's been around for a long time, and he's worked at you know a lot of the California places like Old Globe, La Jolla. Yeah. Like the the Center Theater Group, Pasadena Playhouse, all the big I ones out there. I feel that in that monologue. And and you know, and he's still working all the way up until this day in television and film as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like he never really did anything, and you know, good for him because it means he was probably doing a lot of theater. But he never really did anything as like a, a series regular or anything. It's all yeah. like just guest spots. Uh, oh no, I take it back. He was on Dynasty for fourteen episodes, and apparently, take get those coins. All right, mm-hmm. There you go. There you Kids go. Kids put their college or something. But yeah. That, but also his IMDb page I'm watching you scroll is eight thousand pages. Yeah, long. So, yeah. so he's done a lot. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but no, he is. He's great in this scene, mm-hmm. and 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 again, I think that one of the things that really helps that is the fact that he has been so like tight yeah. the entire time. We've mm-hmm. not gotten a lot of emotion no. from him, and now it all you know, the floodgates come yeah. open, and and he does. He lets out really beautifully, and and Irene, um, uh, uh, who's played by what Helen Helen. No, uh, Terry, Terry Hanauer, excuse me. Um, she's great as well. Um, and it's, it's you know, it's a really nice moment. And, and Sam, of course, is standing there, like, bleeding from the mouth. Yeah. He's got this big red mark on his but cheek. But he's still, like, he's thrilled like, yeah. to see them, like... Yeah, but, and yeah. Al has the line, too, about, like, wow, Sam, you can really take a punch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those, uh, they don't happen a lot, but it's one of those moments where, where, where Sam kind of sets up the save. Yeah. And then he just, like, steps back. He's like, okay. Very much becomes <laughs> the observer, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I, so, uh, maybe I was just really emotional this moment, morning, I don't know, but, I mean, it got, it got tears for me. Like, I was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I, I was, you know, I maybe it was a hangover. Yeah. Ah, to use yeah. one of my few Jewish words I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, because then the voiceover comes on and says, like, what became of them, correct? Um, uh, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're Al, Al chimes yeah, so, in. Yeah. Al chimes before. Oh, Al. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. before that, real quick, uh, I don't think we actually firmly established that uh, that Irene ends up coming into the scene after you know Joe has started 
punches oh, Sam yeah. and is like, no, of course I'm not having an affair with him. And, you know, and then and, and they have this moment of I love you, you mm-hmm. know, and, and she like sits down with him and, you know, yeah. cradles his face in her hands. And it's just a really nice, you know, tender mm-hmm. moment. And then he's got his, his monologue, uh, which is great. But then Al, yeah, this yeah. is the coolest thing. Al reveals that the book never got published, that Bert's yeah. book never got published. But that Irene and Joe ended up writing a book, book and it had parents yeah. all over all the country, over, yeah. like, yeah, deal with deal grief of losing a, a child and everything. And it's like, oh, that's really yeah. great. And then there's this moment where it's like they're expecting that Sam's going to leap any minute, and he doesn't. And that's when, like, yes. Sam's just sort of, yeah. like, knowing, Shut up. like, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but Sam's like, not yet, not you know, yet, yeah. like, he knows that they're, he, and I think the nice thing is, I think Sam knows exactly what he has to do. Yeah. <sighs> Then we get to the scene... Um, it cuts to the funeral. Right. Which, and this or is the, the setting of the or, headstone. Yeah, yeah, the setting of the headstone. And this is where I get reclaimed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just so beautiful. It really was. And, like, watching the clothes, like, in a non-ironic way, like, it was just so moving and beautiful. And then there's this great moment where, and, and this is kind of what I was talking about earlier, about how... It doesn't. The episode doesn't necessarily get tied up in a, this pretty no. little bow. Because Joe it is can. still... Right. Yeah, they still lost the sun. And so Joe gets up and kind of walks away. Like, he needs that solitude. Mm-hmm. And, like, Sam goes over to him and he's like, he's like, hey, I think she really needs you right now. Pointing at Karen, not mm-hmm. Irene, the yeah. daughter. Yeah. And so, and, and, and Joe has this great line. He's like, I just don't know how to, I just don't know if I can. Yeah. And then, you know, Sam says the clincher, which is like, you already lost a son. Don't lose a daughter. Right. Mm-hmm. And, man, the moment, God, I'm getting choked. I'm just thinking about it right now. <laughs> uh, and, then, and, then, and then Joe goes over to Karen and then, like, yeah. they have this incredible moment. He, like, wraps his arms around right. her, like, picks her up, and, you know, yeah. is holding her there, and Irene comes over, and they all kind of embrace, and there's tears and happiness yeah. and everything. But the thing that's beautiful about it, as Sam leaps out, is you get this sense that it doesn't end here no. for them. That there's still stuff to right. do, but that now they're going to be able to do it. Yeah. And it just was really, I was like, it was a great statement about grief. It was a great statement. I, I just, I thought it was really yeah. well done. And, um, I and think had he not hugged Karen, Michael Kornblum might have swept in. <laughs> <laughs> and he might have done some emotional. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, uh, Michael Kornblum. Uh, and also, uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit more uh, next week with Jimmy, is like where, where Jimmy kind of has like this pseudo action scene tacked on to the end that's not really needed, but they mm-hmm. do it to raise the emotional stakes. This episode manages to have a really strong emotional ending. And aside from a couple punches being yeah. thrown, sure. like we don't have like the big action yeah. rescue set piece. Yeah, right. It's just—I mean, ultimately, it just ends up being a really fine hour of dramatic television. Yes. Yeah. I know? thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, and um, we'll talk—we'll talk about it uh, next week with Jimmy. But like going into like recording these two episodes, like. Jimmy is one of the more iconic episodes of the series, mm-hmm. just him leaping into a person with Down syndrome. Yeah. Uh, so it's like one of the episodes that is more yeah. remembered so, and, and watched, known yeah. amongst fans. Because I watched the, like... So is it is the end of every episode that, or was that just like a next time on? No, every, every, every episode, episode ends with, with okay. where, where he's going to end up I was like, the next time. Oh shit! Yeah, in this fact, this episode's going to get real. The, yeah. the interesting thing is too is that the leap outs uh, they do it so intentionally that even when they're in reruns, they would change the leap out to match oh, the episode to whatever's that they were coming in. next. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so we, yeah. They would do that for the reruns. They did not do it for either the DVD or the Blu-ray release. Huh. 
So, like, there were some episodes that they re-ran a lot because they were, like, critical darlings and they really wanted yeah. people to see these episodes. So when you watch the series on DVD or Blu-ray, yeah. you have Sam leap into the same thing three or four times right. because that was literally the next episode that aired as a rerun the next week. Uh, but like Sam said, when they show it in reruns on TV, they will actually take the time to splice together the actual next episode oh, wow. that he yeah. goes to. Yeah, and so I mean, we'll talk about this briefly too. So the 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 leap out, um, he is in like pajamas and mm-hmm. slippers, kind of upside down yeah. next to a bunk bed, and uh, he starts to get up, and that's when a little boy comes in with like a ray gun, and he's like, you know, yeah. I shot you. You're supposed to be dead. Yeah. And um, you know, then he runs off, uh, and then we see a man come in. And he's like, Jimmy, what are you doing? You got to get ready, and you know, and and. Um, and then has the line about like now remember if the boss asks you you know you're you're just slow it's okay and and you know Sam gets a glimpse in the mirror and then Sam has the line mm-hmm. you know uh-huh. and 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 I think that again I, I said this when we taped Jimmy so you'll hear it next week it's interesting because in my memory Sam saying the words you know I'm retarded mm-hmm. I, I I was cringeworthy in my yeah. memory but then actually watching him say it I was just sort of like. No, it's, I mean, whether or not you have a problem with the word or not, that's fine. Yeah. I'm not going to use it again. I was using it in the context of just saying that that's what he said. But, like, he does deliver it with a good deal of, like, sensitivity. Like, he's not, like, it's it's not like he's sitting there, like, going, like, oh, fuck. Like, we were talking before. You know, it's, it's, it's not like the end of Kamikaze Kid or the beginning of Kamikaze Kid where he leaps into, like, a, like an acne ridden teenage kid Uh with braces. Yeah. And at the end of that one, like, Oh my god, I'm a dork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it doesn't right. end like right. that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was talking to you before. My mom has taught, or she's retired now, but she taught special ed for thirty some years, and that was just the clinical term for it. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't a pejorative. It, I mean, people used it as a pejorative, but mm-hmm. it, it wasn't one. And so mm-hmm. that's the term that she used, and still yeah. uses. Really, I mean when factually describing someone as whatever, which also Down syndrome is not that. Right. right. So it's like, there's, you know, differences there, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's in the time. And that's why I didn't even think twice when Sam said it. Yeah. Cause he's like, Oh yeah, that's just what this guy would have thought. And that's what it was called. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 So yeah. So they have it. There's the leap out. There's yeah. Leap out. I'm going to say, yeah. Thoughts? Um, oh, wait, 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 I'm so sorry. Uh-huh. We built it up like the whole damn episode. We didn't even get to it. When Sam interrupts the two of them, they're on the couch, uh-huh. and Bert has been like making the moves. Oh, yes. He's got his hands all the over. Pipe moment. Yes. Shoots are coming off. Blah blah blah. Sam interrupts. Irene buttons goes to the door. The next time we see Bert, he's got his pipe he's in his hand. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I, I felt like he was kind of like, I gotta look normal. Right. I gotta look normal. Where's like, my pipe? Normal. The pipe? Oh, yeah. Here's here's my pipe. Yeah. We yeah. were just. Yeah. Talking and piping. And, and he just so nods <laughs> and just kind of sticks it back in his mouth, yeah. you know, and it's like, I'm just standing here with my pipe, looking like Bob Ross, oh you know, like, yeah, so Bert. there was the pipe moment. Um, there we go. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we almost got away. We are, yeah. Anyway, I was going to say, like, yeah, coming into, like, watching these two episodes, like, because I remember, like, in my memory, like, this episode kind of be like, eh, and Jimmy, like, being a really strong episode, but I'm like, like, I feel like out of the two, like, this is the stronger yeah. episode of the two. I think you're like right. Like, the other one is more iconic, because it's always iconic, like, when they have Sam leap into a black person for the first right. time, for mm-hmm. a woman for the first time, yeah. you know, for someone with, uh, you know, with with a disability. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. Somebody with a missing limb, or, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. There are 
Yeah. Spoilers! Yeah, wow. well, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. It, in, in a way, it's interesting because we even talked about with, with Jimmy how, you know, I think that in lesser hands uh, or advertisers, it would have mm-hmm. been like a very special episode of Quasi. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you could argue almost that in, in some ways that Thou Shalt Not could have been marketed that way too, yeah. sure. you know, but but obviously it's not, and thank goodness. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think I think that this ends up standing out. And, it, and honestly, in some ways, it might be, it might literally be one of my favorite episodes of the season. Yeah, it was so well acted. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm gonna put it up to favorite episodes of the season. Sure, but, but it's but it's up there. Yeah, there's just some really good stuff in it. Mm-hmm. There's just some good moments that are happening all over, and it's interesting too because I feel like in this episode we don't get necessarily a lot of great like Al moments, and Al doesn't have some moments, but in Jimmy we get some really great. He makes up for it with his ties. So. Well, that's yes, indeed. <laughs> just tie, so much gold the May. Loud, loud shirt, tie, and vest. Yeah. It's, it's like those are the staples. All you got to do and just and make it look like you know a confetti yeah. room blew up yeah. on him, and you're good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. All right, Kathleen, thank you so much for joining. Thank oh, for joining my us. Pleasure. Again, Enjoy. where can people find you in Chicago? Oh. um... I don't know. <laughs> I don't want them to find yeah. me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I put that in an awkward yeah. way. Like uh, Bert showing up with the pipe. and Yeah. yeah. Uh, Baby Bones Candy and um, our Chico Stops. And we're on Facebook as Chico Stops. Fantastic. Fantastic. Love awesome. it. All right, we will see you next week for Jimmy. That's right. Cool. <laughs> we're out of here. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed what you've heard or have any questions or comments, don't be shy. Reach out to us online at fwwquantumleappod.com or Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Fates Wide Wheel. And remember to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you may be listening. Until next time. If